Casey Wilson is Casey um, Wilson who also has a podcast yes called Bitch Sesh don't listen to it it's more famous than ours about the birds, the boats, some past loves that flew away or started sinking. Welcome back to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. So this is something that we decided to over the summer when we were coming up with episodes. We were kind of like, it would be really cool if we did something where we could engage with our listeners in a really fun way. And we came up with this idea to do a movie club. Yeah, because a lot of people are very interested in our opinions about this, movies. This has been asked for a bunch by several people. And so we had the idea to watch... We watched... <laughs> what was it called? Um, That's, That's Not, not Us. us. And um, we were so excited about it. It looked so good. It was about a gay couple, a straight couple, and a lesbian couple away for the weekend dealing with their relationships. The trailer looked amazing. We were so hyped. And then it was probably probably taken off of Netflix. <laughs> the main thing that made us really excited about it was that it was about a straight couple, a gay couple, and a lesbian couple. So I was like, there has to be another movie out there. And I found one called Me, Him, Her. Uh, it was filmed in 2014, released in 2015 at a film festival. Yeah, and then released for real in 2016. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this must be at least a step above shot with a camcorder well, uh, okay. gay movie. Tangerine was shot on an iPhone, so. Right, but that's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Go watch it if you haven't already and then come back to this episode. And if you did watch it, here we go. Great. So I took two full pages of notes on this movie (laughs) in my notebook. And the first thing I wrote was, fuck Max Landis. (laughs) Who is the director? Yeah, the director and writer. I didn't know he had made this movie. And if I had known, I would have refused to watch it. Really? He is my enemy. What else has he done? He wrote Chronicle, which I did love. Oh, I love Chronicle. That movie fucked me up. he created my least favorite piece of content on the internet, which is an hour-long deep dive into the music of Carly Rae Jepsen mm-hmm. that is so mean and so hateful <gasps> towards her. It makes fun of her at every turn and it is so mean to her mm-hmm. and it actually made me like very upset because I feel very protective of her because she is my favorite person mm-hmm. and I cried watching it because he's like she's horrible, her lyrics are stupid, her music is terrible. It's like allegedly like all of the connections between all of her songs but it's literally an hour of just making fun of her. I cannot wait to watch this. No, don't watch it. <laughs> It, I'm not kidding. It made me legitimately huh. very upset. Is he also a filmmaker? Yeah, like allegedly. <laughs> but he hasn't really made a lot of other movies. He makes a lot of like shorts. Huh. I have his name blacklisted on all social media platforms because it makes me so upset. Hmm. Because literally like 15 people sent me this video being like, you'll love this because they didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually getting choked up. I can tell. <laughs> I Like, why would you do that about someone you don't like who brings joy to like a lot of people? Carly Rae Jepsen has never done anything wrong. People are so mean to her. First of all, her music is actually really good. Second of all, she is an angel. She is so nice. She's incredibly progressive and everyone hates her. And it makes me really sad. Anyway, back to the movie. I took a lot of notes on the direction because I thought the cinematography was beautiful. Yeah. I really loved all the shots of LA. There were a lot of things where I was like, why? Like, I didn't expect to see this in this movie. I thought it was really well directed. I really enjoyed the direction. Structurally, I thought it was terribly written. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the dialogue, I thought Mm -hmm. it was really clever and really funny. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about the direction was the random captions. I was like, did Jay and I make this movie? Because every time, like, random, like... Yeah. word art came up on the screen or they like drew little like things on it. I was like, I think we produced this. Yeah, it's very stylistically <laughs> similar to like our Patreon video content. That's, I didn't notice it until the scene where in the bar where it shows, oh, what's his character's name? Oh, Greg the guy from Greek. Griffin. Griffin. Jake McDormand. When it shows him the bar and like the red squiggles come around his yeah, body and it's, and like, it's like, Griffin. Yeah. And I was like, huh. <laughs> like I enjoyed some of those. I thought some of them were really funny, but the random captions to me were just like. Some of them made a lot of sense and then some of them did not and I was like why was that the caption that you chose to do in this moment yeah and like the one where the people go by on the roller coaster and it's like we a lot yeah. of them I was like why did you put that in that to me was very comic not like funny but like it was like a like a graphic novel like it yeah. was definitely something that you would see like drawn into a square yeah but never in the movie was it necessarily like trying to emulate that kind of right I would have liked the captions a lot more if they were like consistent if it was like, the more movie. like Scott Pilgrim, where it was like yeah. very shoddy and kind of like that, it would have worked so well. It but was, it wasn't. <laughs> and it, it like came in for the first time 
25 minutes into the movie when they're in the back <laughs> yeah. of the car and suddenly it's just like a caption of like you're not going to go to jail and I was like wait what and I had been I watch movies with captions mm-hmm. anyway and so I was like why do the captions change colors why did it say something she didn't say what's going on and then it went away so I was like oh it must have been a mistake and then they came back and I was like what oh okay I was wondering that when that kind of stuff happens do the captions go away and it's replaced by the like on screen caption yeah. yeah interesting it took me until I'd say 45 minutes into the movie to realize I was like it's not that I'm not enjoying this because I had a fun time and it's not bad but like why do I have this like weird feeling about this movie Mm -hmm. and then I was Mm -hmm. like I think the audience is so specific for this movie that it doesn't work for everyone because half of the movie is a coming out story right it's not a coming out story for people who are not out yet it is a coming Mm -hmm. out story for people that have already come out and can go with the humor and like all of the drug jokes that they make through it I'm like oh this is not a movie commenting on like drug use in the gay community right it's meant for people that know that and understand that and are at a place where they are ready to make fun of it or like poke fun at those things I had the same thing with the jokes about LA I wrote down a couple of times like I've never been to LA so I didn't understand whenever they were like oh like LA is so confusing like over there is like Palm Beach or whatever. I was like, I don't. The know only what this joke means. that I laughed at was when um, in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> the only LA joke that I laughed at was when they're in the car in the beginning of the movie, and he's like, "So when do we get to the LA?" Part? Oh, that I did think was funny. And he's like, "That's it" or whatever. And then he's like, "But what about the rest of it?" And he's like, "You don't go there." And I only know anything about that because a lot of my friends from school went to LA. Like from conversations with them, I have learned that like what you see in movies in LA is like a very small like couple of blocks. I only got that joke because of Insecure. (laughs) Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so I just think that the audience was very specific, and maybe that audience loves this movie. I mean, I thought it was very fun and very funny and very enjoyable. I also hated it. Half my notes are like, I fucking hate this movie, and then half of them are like, oh, this part's fun. (laughs) Like, my problems with it were like, the story it was telling, but Mm -hmm. the way it told that story I thought was really fun. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. I flip-flop. Also, I'm just gonna say up front, the one thing that I wish that they just like fully cut from the movie is all of the giant penis monsters. Yeah, that was weird. It was hard to look at. It happened really quickly. It was badly done and I just hated it. Yeah. I was like, I see what you're doing, but it's awful. Well, and I also got that it was supposed to be like funny that it happened and then like way later it happened again. Yeah. But it didn't happen a third time. I had, I knew that there were two post-credit scenes and I was like, oh, one of them is going to have a penis. I thought, yeah, I thought there were going to be a penis in it. And I was like, what? You bring back the yellow banana, but not the penis? But not the penis. It was so, yeah, that was very bizarre. Anyway, this season of One More Thing has been mainly funded by our existing Patreon subscribers. Yeah. You can find out a whole bunch of stuff about Patreon at patreon.com slash one more thing. But basically once a month, all of our friends with benefits over at Patreon are set up to give us a monthly donation that helps us give you as much content as possible. And in return, they get a whole bunch of exclusive Bonus content. content. Video episodes, extra audio episodes, sometimes even extended episodes of your usual content. And in the month of December, our Patreon subscribers at any level will get an extra special One More Thing holiday treat. So if you want to know what that is, you got to sign up. (laughs) Go to patreon.com slash one more thing. And now back back to your regularly scheduled content. And now back to your regular... Back to the episode. (laughs) I mean, should we just go through the movie and we can address each of my notes that I took? Okay, yeah. Great. So first note, fuck Max Landis. Mm -hmm. Second note, amazing green phone case. It was, okay. (laughs) I have like four more notes about the green phone case. (laughs) I loved the opening credits. Remind me what they were? They were a Jack Antonoff song, or it was probably like a fun song, that was just like shots of each of the characters like doing things with like extremes. It was was another thing that was like very much in line with our aesthetic video interests. Yeah. (laughs) It was like Gina Davis and Scott Bakula and Scott Bakula like punched through the map yes. and Gina Davis was like what? And some of it was very weird and it was very to the music which yeah. I loved. Yeah I loved that. And there were parts of it where I was like when you see the two people like up on the roof and you know I don't really understand what they were Me or what they were doing I was like is this a music video or are these people going to come into the movie because I'm very I'm confused but like there's Gina Davis <laughs> so <laughs> what's going on? Okay next note Corey looks familiar. 
he's been in a couple of things. Let's investigate. Cool. His name is Dustin McGillan. Mm-hmm. Which I know from the post credit. He's scene. in Shit's Creek. Other than that, it says that his top credit is me, him, her. So... <laughs> I think I figured out why he looks familiar. And tell me if I'm crazy. Have you seen that episode of Catfish? No. Where... Okay. <laughs> There's an episode not. of Catfish where a guy is being Catfish. Oh, he was in Slither as the drawing boy. I have no idea what that Oh, is. he was in Final Destination 3. Let's see, Haven't seen what it. he played. Marcus. I don't know who that is. Okay, so there's an episode of Catfish mm-hmm. where they catfish this guy. And He's in a relationship with Amanda Crew. Do we know who that is? I don't know who that is. Okay. okay, ready? Watch this episode. Wow, that does look a lot like him. Okay, yes, this guy looks just like him, right? Yeah. Here, I'll show you. My name's Justin. I'm gonna take a take a stab at this. Sure. You're gay. Obviously, I'm not gay. Well, it's not so obvious. I mean, you, you, you are pretending to be a girl online and, and having a romantic relationship with a guy, so... I give it to you. You got me there. Right. So, may, maybe. Anyway, that guy looks like just like Corey. He was in a movie that looks a lot like 47 meters down. One of my main questions about the movie, not my main questions, a question that I had is when he's on the toilet in his first scene, Yeah. he's wearing a t-shirt that has two male symbols and, and, and a, yeah, female, a female, female symbol. symbol. Yeah. And I was like, is this the movie's merch? <laughs> And he's not gay. Well, right. he does come he, out, but... I did really like, I probably wrote it down later, is when he's like, I'm not gay, or who knows, I'm on vacation. And I was like, that's funny. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if this is just something that your character would literally wear, or if this is me, him, hers merch. Because uh, I, I can it. see it going either way, really. <laughs> we should make that for our merch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then my next note is Amy, sad face. So here's something <laughs> that the listeners need to know. Yeah. I think we may have briefly mentioned it so. over the course of these two seasons. There is a show called The Left leftovers on HBO that Jay and I have been obsessed with and is how we met and in season at a leftovers fan conference (laughs) (laughs) that was us (laughs) we were introduced to each other because we like have a mutual friend that also liked it and they were like oh my god like they also like it and in season one there's a character called Amy (laughs) who is played by Emily Mead yeah who is in this movie as her yeah I don't know that character's name I referred to her as Amy in every note her name is Gabby Gabby right yeah in the leftovers she is only in season one and at the and she is amazing in it yeah and then for season two she is gone and they never mention her again for the rest of the show and I swear to god every time one of us watched an episode of the leftover season two or three be like you think Amy's gonna come back this week and it would always be like no and we watched the like series finale together and we sat down to watch it and we were like so what are we hoping for from this finale and both of us were like Amy comes back yeah (laughs) Um, but we didn't realize that she's like an actress on her own right not just (laughs) in the leftovers I thought it was a documentary And then weirdly enough, it actually can kind of just continue into me, him, her. Because the whole time I was thinking of her as It really can. <laughs> if you think about it, what she could have done is move to LA, become a lesbian, lesbian and started her life in it. Despite having come out at 15 in the movie, we can just sort of like scrub the timeline a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. Maybe, maybe what happened was Jill went to her and was like, you fucked my dad. And she was like, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> That's gotta be it. That's it. <laughs> I will say Emily Mead being in this movie was a big selling point and it us really was. picking this movie. Because I probably would have watched it anyway. Just so you know, it is possible for some people to be okay, Jill. Are you okay, Amy? Okay. I am fucking fantastic. And I gotta say, I think your dad would be too if you just fucking let him. Did you fuck him? What? Did you? you fuck my dad yeah Jill I did I fuck your dad and I felt really bad about it so I was like hey Mr. Carvey this is so wrong but he was like hey Let's stop pretending to be okay because no one is okay. And he was totally right. And he was so hard, Jill. So I fucked the shit out of him on top of a pile of guns. Fuck you. Fuck you. I have really never related to a character more than Emily Mead's character. Yeah. Her costuming. I was shocked. The blue oh, suit that she wears at the end with the long ponytail. She came in that and I was like, do I have that outfit? 
and the way that she spoke, which was a character choice. Yeah. Which I have to say, I really hated her vocal work. I was like, what? Her being drunk, I was like, oh, wow, this is like really good. Yeah. And then a couple scenes later, she kept it. And I was like, wait, is this what you're going to do It's not drunk slurring. It's just the way this character talks, I guess. But that also was very relatable for me because I have terrible diction. Mm -hmm. Also, the entire plot line of her having a psychotic ex. Right. I was about to say that. I was going to text you and be like, this may be triggering. I literally, twice in my notes, I wrote, Heather is really a trigger. And then Heather is really a trigger. Um, I was shocked. Her being Angela Saffiron. Sure. Saffron. She's in the Twilight movies. Oh, as who? I don't know. (laughs) At first I was like, oh, ha ha ha. Like she has a psycho ex who's like sleeping with other people. And then when she came to the house and she was like, you slept with someone else. And Amy was like, yeah. And Heather was like, yeah, I was like, her, oh, like, no. devil voice, it wasn't a sound effect. No, it wasn't. It was purely her. It was not a and sound effect. And it was effect. so deeply rooted in her yeah. body. This is a girl some training. Yeah. I was like, you mean this. Yeah. And you were going to fuck these people up. Oh, my God. I honestly almost had to. The first time I wrote Heather's really trigger is when they were in the bathroom. And she was like, no, you don't like him. You like me. You only like me. Like, you're in love with me. <laughs> and Amy was like, yeah, okay, I guess. And I was like, okay, drag me straight to hell and back again. <laughs> and then again at the end when after they had like sprayed her with mace and she was like I'm a victim everyone hates me no one's ever loved me I was like and then the strangers come up and they're like hey do you have do you need some help she's like don't fucking touch me I was literally like I cannot believe that this movie is about me so while watching this the thought process that I had was oh Jay's gonna hate this because it's this lovely coming out story of this man and a horrible lesbian relationship but then on the other side of it you have Alia Shockett who just shows up out of nowhere with a wonderful girlfriend here are the notes I took about that relationship Mm -hmm. I wrote not a great look for Alia I liked it but (laughs) that was the first look when she had the like hair I was like no 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 but later I thought she looked better every time that I see her in a movie though she has a different look which is impressive but she plays the same character yeah every single time I think it's (laughs) bizarre she plays maybe an Arrested Development every time, just with different sexualities. I think that Alia Shockett in Search Party is actually just truly Alia Shockett. <laughs> Another and documentary. She is a side actress and yeah. plays other things. Okay, so, so Alia said, and uh, Rebecca Drysdale. Yeah, we love Rebecca um, Drysdale. Their characters' name were Laura and Chris. I wish this movie was about them. I love them. Same. And I also, my favorite thing about them was the fact that the butch woman in the couple was the one who was like, people can be bisexual. And the yeah. like more feminine of center one was like, you're gay, you can't have seen a dick, like, gold star all the way. And then the butch woman was like, hey, like, people can be bi. It's okay. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool in, like, a... You usually see it the other way around. Right, exactly. the more feminine one is like, maybe I'm bisexual. And then the one who's a little more masculine is like, no. I really liked at the end when they were hanging out with the gay guy and and Greg Griffin. When they were all at the bar together, I was like, oh, they're friends. That's nice. I just thought their relationship was, like, really sweet and really, like, beautiful. And I wish that had been the central lesbian movie. Yeah, it was also a very positive representation of someone who is butch. Yeah, totally. I loved her. Like me when too. she was at the door. And Amy was like, You didn't have to do that for me. And she was like, Yeah, I did. And she left. I was yeah. like, <laughs> At first, I was like, Oh, yeah, because you don't want her staying here. And I thought that that was it. And then I was like, No, you just like care about her. Yeah. I thought it was really, that couple for me was really like the heart of the movie. Yeah. Alia Shockett. Alia Shockett come Make on a sequel. <laughs> Had you ever. With a guy before? No. You lost your pet? I lost my virginity when I was 15 years old, Laura. Not technically. Because of a penis? Oh, a penis. Did you put it in your... Where did he... And Donald's hamburger wrap. Stop. Ah, stop. What? Laura, stop. what is your hang-up? Are you not hearing this? Yeah, I'm hearing it. So what? It's just... Maybe she's bi. Everyone has to be a gold star now. Would you treat me different if you knew I had been with a few Asian guys? You had been with a guy... A few Asian guys? That is way too specific. Okay, calm down. Gabby, look, you like this guy, call him, okay? It's a fuck of a lot better than that douchebag Heather. I don't know why you're being such a baby. Let's see, what else? I love the cinematography. Oh, some of my favorite lines. Are you a man or are you yogurt? <laughs> Thought that was hilarious. That was so good. <laughs> oh, the karaoke conversation was very us, I thought. It was. When she's like, if I was on stage in front of a thousand people, and he's like, do you want to be on stage in front of a thousand people? And she was like, a thousand friends. <laughs> do you have a thousand friends? I have a thousand head friends. And I was like, wow, that is the exact conversation we had before the Who Weekly show. <laughs> like, almost word for word. Yep. And then when she was like, I think a relationship is just a long conversation. I was like, I have said that. 
that before. I really deeply relate I to love that, that whole conversation that they have in the car. Yeah. And really the whole conversation that they have when they're drunk. I was like, wow. And then them talking about religion. I was like, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Wait, I, I think I wrote something about like, I guess that they listened to the podcast. I wrote, honestly, trigger warning for when Casey Wilson appeared. I, when I was trying to sell you on doing this movie, because we needed to pick a movie really quickly. I was like, Amy from The Leftovers is in it and Casey Wilson is in it. And you were like, okay, fine. Well, what you said was your girl is in it. And I said, oh. which one? And you said Casey. And I was like, sign me up. It's on the that I need to look it up. I wanted to be like the girl from Gone Girl, but I didn't want you to think that Rosamund Pike was in this movie. If you had said the girl from Gone Girls and me, him, her, I would have thought Casey Wilson. Oh, cool. I wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, Rosamund Pike and Carrie Coon are in me, him, her. <laughs> when she said, even a woman could be gay, I fully screamed and wrote it in all caps. I was freaking out. I was like, Casey, come on the podcast. Oh God. Here I took the note. There really just has not been a single not white person in this. And that continued. Yes. And then I so, thought about it and I was like, how could there be like more diversity in this movie? And then I was like, wait, it actually would be very easy. Yeah. Like pretty much anyone could yeah. have been not cis or yeah. not white or not able-bodied. The only person that I was like, I think I understand why they're white is the main guy. The main two guys, I think. Well, I think Corey could have been non I think Corey was so entitled. True. <laughs> Okay. Couldn't have been. Yeah. Like. But the main guy, I was like, I see the picture you're creating. Yeah, like that Like a white, yeah. blonde movie star. Spe- okay, time out. Speaking of movie star, I also would have cut all of Haley Joel Osment. Why was he in that? I don't know. I think it was like they know him and they were like, we're going to write something for you in this movie. It was so weird. I didn't understand any of it. I do love Haley Joel Osment's career as a younger child. <laughs> um, <laughs> Loved that real quick caveat. But now he's kind of gross and it was only more represented in this movie that he's <laughs> Disgusting. Real gross, yeah. I would have cut that. So now we got that out of the way. I also would have kept Emily Mead because I think that she was great. Yeah. And I think Heather had to have been white also for the level of like psychotic and evil she was. Yeah. Like only I, a white girl can be that. If it all of a sudden was like, there's one black girl in the movie and she's, and she's crazy, crazy. I would have been like, Ugh. Yeah. So maybe none of them could have been white. But like Alia and her girlfriend. True. Could yeah, have yeah, been yeah. not white. His boyfriend. Yeah. Even though I do like him from, from Greek. So some of my other one off notes. My favorite moment in the whole movie was when Amy's wa- like washing her face in the mirror and she looks up and Heather's there and she screams and Heather goes, it's me! <laughs> My favorite part of that though is that she walks into the bathroom or she's in the bathroom. She looks in the mirror. She bends down and I was like, oh fuck, something's gonna me be in too. the mirror. She comes up, she looks in the mirror, sees that there's nothing there yeah. and smiles and then bends back down, <laughs> washes her face and then gets back up and then she's in yeah. the mirror. And I was that like, God, this got me so, so good. good. That was really, I laughed really hard. I <laughs> crazy that Heather is every woman I have ever dated and ever will. Um <laughs> So got me. Then I wrote, wait, isn't Scott Bakula like super into Trump? Which one? Scott Bakula, the dad. I don't know. Is he? Let's find out. Oh, I was thinking of Scott Bayo. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's super into Trump. Scott Bakula's fine. I think that this movie was like a group of people that had an idea and they yeah. contacted all of their friends. Totally. Which is why Gina Davis is even in this. Yeah. Because she her character has three scenes. Three scenes. Also, by the way, Gina Davis looked ghostly. Oh, I thought she looked great. I thought she looked great. She just looked like she was the color of this desk. Oh, this desk is white. <laughs> well, I mean, that also also could be that everyone else lives in LA. That's and true. And there's one person. Yeah. <laughs> she's from movie. Florida. <laughs> Although she's in Florida. You might think she would be oh, tan too. Maybe know. she doesn't like humidity. Florida's maybe. <laughs> I love the design of the credits. I thought the words, not swords PSA was so funny. And we need those shirts. We do. I love when he said it. Cause I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get the pun until he was like, words, words not, not swords. <laughs> and then written out, I was like, well, written out, you don't hear the pun. You really have to say yeah, it. Yeah. You really have to see it. It's funny. And then my last note is special thanks, Forrest J. Ackerman. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah. Huh. That's your last I name. skipped around through the credits looking for the. Oh, well, the design of the credits was gorgeous. Uh, yeah. So before we get to Corey and Amy. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about what's his, what's his character's name? I have no idea. The, the main guy. <gasps> Jeff. Brennan. <laughs> sure. Brandon, by yeah. Luke Bracey. Brendan. I felt weird about his whole plot line. Because Wait, I was, Brendan? Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, this movie was filmed in 2014. Yeah. And even in 2000. 2014, we were kind of past that. I like, agree, yeah. The conversation of actors being forced to be closeted for movies obviously is still out there in right. the world. This is still obviously a topic that is out there, but it's not being talked about in the media because there are hundreds of other things that should be talked about before right. that. And I think that it's something that they could have just not done in the movie. He very easily
easily could have been out. A CEO. Oh. Well, I would have loved it if he was out and has never dated or like yeah. was afraid to date as yeah. an actor, a guy, because he didn't know how right. to do it because it's not really in Hollywood right now. Yeah. There are so many other things that could have been there. Yeah. But if you do that, then you lose his best friend coming in, which is the whole plot. Right. What I will say about his plot line is that the like news show mm-hmm. that was like <laughs> analyzing his body language uh-huh. was a shocking depiction of you and me. Doing the Leah Michelle illiteracy theory? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, there were things in that that I thought were positive and then there were a lot of it shouldn't have happened. I love that they went to like a random pride parade that happened in the middle of the night. I thought that was funny. And that there was like a 45 second situation where he was like nervous about going to a pride party. Yeah. Because I was like oh we we don't really ever get to see that. And I also did think it was cool that he was comfortable with his sexuality. Mm -hmm. He just wasn't comfortable with saying it publicly. Yeah. I also really really loved his monologue on the mountain where he was like I feel like I won't be me and then he was like what does that mean? Like I thought that was a really beautiful perspective on coming out that I don't think I've really ever seen before of like why coming out is hard. Yeah. I'm afraid my career is going to fall apart. It's been my whole fucking life, okay? I'm afraid my fans are going to turn on me. I'm afraid I'll become a joke. And you know what? I'm fucking scared people are going to look at me differently. Fuck people. My parents are people. Okay, people I love. My family. My friends. I, you know, I just, I don't know how I'm supposed to establish myself all over again to every single person I know. I'm afraid there's something wrong with me. Not wrong with me. I'm I'm really afraid I'm not going to be me anymore. That's what I'm fucking scared of. I'm scared I won't be me anymore. Haven't said that one out loud yet. That's what I've been scared of. Hold on. It won't be me? That doesn't fucking make any sense. I am me. Whatever I do is me doing it because it's it's me. I could not be me. What, I think I was going to come out of the closet and turn into a tennis ball? Fuck. Okay. Right, so... What I did write down about that monologue was like fun that the gay man gets this artful development and this beautiful monologue and the gay question mark woman is just kind of like, oh no, and fumbling. You talk about Corey and Amy and then I'll talk because I have a feeling that we have very different opinions. One important thing before we really get into Amy and Corey's relationship is that one of my notes about that is, wow, Amy's story is really not being handled as delicately as it. And then in huge letters, no, because that was when Corey said me, him, her, (laughs) and I was angry. The entire movie, I was like, okay, so who's the meat? Because it could have been any of them. I know. And I was like, this movie isn't necessarily about one person. I think it was very evenly spread between the three of them. But I was like, if it was Amy, the her could have been her ex. And the him was Corey. If it's the main guy, it's him him and like his best friend and then Amy. Yeah. But I was like, if it is his best friend, it's me, my best friend, the movie star, and then her, the girl that I meet. I was like, God, is this why this is the title? Yeah. And then (laughs) all Clearly all was. three of them were on the poster. Right. So I was like, I, I don't and, know. But then when he said it, I was like, fuck this movie. <laughs> so I was sort of at odds with myself about it because the first thing I wrote was, if Amy and Corey get together, I will murder. And then I wrote, I hate this movie, which I think is when they hooked <laughs> up. <laughs> at first I was really upset about it because I was like, of course, the lesbian in the movie Isn't falls prey. Yeah, falls prey to a man and is it's like either a psychotic woman or a nice man and she picks the nice man. The only reason she goes back to the psychotic woman is because she's a lesbian, which made me super uncomfortable because I hate how often that happens in movies that mm-hmm. like lesbians end up with men. But then I did like the butch woman saying, like, I mean people can be bisexual and you can figure it out later and sexuality is a spectrum and like who cares? Mm-hmm. You can identify as a lesbian for your whole life and then fall in love with a man and then be like, oh, I was bisexual. Or you can identify as straight for your whole life, fall in love with a woman and then be like, oh. But what I didn't like about it was that it was not handled with anywhere near as much like care and like complexity as the man coming out as gay was, mm-hmm. which is a much more simple plot line yeah. than a woman who has always identified as a lesbian realizing that she has feelings for a man and trying to figure that out. The gay men got this like beautiful happy ending and what she got was like sort of like a uh, thing at the end that was mm-hmm. like do I like women do I like men we'll see in me him her too like you know which I won't watch if it comes out um, unless it's about Casey Wilson in the beginning <laughs> of the movie when they like started talking I was like oh no I see what's happening yeah I almost texted you and was like you may hate this movie and then when they hooked up I was like oh no I I, fu- yeah. I fucked up and picked up bad <laughs> 
But then I thought about it and the conversation that they have when they get to know each other, I was like, I think I see where this is going. And it, it that's what st- really started me thinking about the audience of the movie. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So if you look at trying to defend it, I was like, if you look at this as two people that got to know each other and then she did compare her terrible situation to her, to good, meeting good. a new person yeah. and being like, oh, this is what this can be like. I was like, great. I'm for this. Looking at this as a audience member who is able to accept it as what it is and not take it as a statement. Right. So then as the movie went along, I was like, okay, I would love it if they don't end up together. Like, yeah, if, that's if what I wanted. this was a cool thing where she's like, oh, people aren't awful. Mm-hmm. And then comes out of it and is like, I don't want to be with you because I'm a lesbian and I'm not actually into you. I just love our connection and like, let's be friends. But I'm also not going to be with my like crazy girlfriend. Right. I'm just going to be single and like go to the bar. Right. And I was like, I cannot wait for that to happen because that will make this so cool. And then... And then of course... As it went on, I was like, huh, okay. And they didn't really have a lot going on after that. Right. Because that's when it started to focus a lot on the main guy. And then I was like, well, why is there so much attention on this main guy and not her? Yeah. And then I looked on IMDb and even on Netflix and was like, oh, this movie is billed as a movie about him. And so then I was like, okay, so maybe there might have been or there never was, but the focus of this movie is supposed to be him. So they tried to shove this complex, like never before seen in a movie plot into a very condensed Exactly. That was my problem is like, I thought if the movie had been about that plot line. Yeah. And then that's what led me to not liking his plot line and it being so overdone. I was like, if this movie was switched and her plot line was the main plot line. Totally. And she met a guy who was in LA because his best friend is like trying to come out as like a silly side plot with Gina Davis. That would have sold me so hard on this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we can re-edit it. Yeah. We'll make our own me him her. <laughs> It'll be called her me him. Sure. Well, I wrote down at one point, I was like, am I supposed to be rooting for Corey and Amy? Because the scene of theirs that I had the most mixed feelings about was when he like chases her to Beverly Hills or wherever. Mm-hmm. And he's like screaming at her and she's screaming back at him. And he's like, take my number. And she's like, no. And he's like, take my number. And I was like, I don't like this because I hate how we're supposed to be like, oh, he got her to take his number. When really I would like, if that happened to me, I would be terrified. Mm-hmm. You know, if a man was like pressure me that hard to take his number like that is sexual harassment Mm -hmm. but separate of that I did think it was very amusing for him to be like yelling his number at her and her to be like is that the area code at the beginning of the number and then (laughs) later when she was like what is your last name I was like oh this is like really walking a line right now yeah because I was like this is so cute because somehow in the hours that they have known each other he apparently knows her so well that he knows that she doesn't mean this yeah and that she's just like afraid he should have put up some boundaries but But in the style of, like, the comedy, I was like, okay, I, as me, can see past the, like, statement and see the comedy, which is, I think, the main problem of this movie. Yeah. Is that the audience is, like, so specific. Well, and that's the thing, is that I, like, I thought the style of that scene was so Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. But the story it was telling, I was like, come on. Yeah. I'm glad, I was fully prepared for you to come in and be like, I hated that part of the movie, and just, like, was done with it. No, I, I, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. I would really love to see a movie about that plot line. Yeah. So if you are a filmmaker, go watch me him her and do it better. Yeah, please. and then make a better one and let us know. We'll come. But to the still premiere. starring Emily Mead. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say that vocal work needs to change. To, I got used to it by the end. I didn't. I, uh, I can't even. I can't even do it. It was. Like, I did turn subtitles on at one point. I was glad that I always watch movies with subtitles. One shot that I thought was just like bizarre was when she got out of the car after like they spent the night together and she put her pants on and, and she was, saw like, the, the woman, woman across the street. and I was like, is that a character? And it was not. Yeah. <laughs> It reminded me of Casey Wilson and Gone Girl, though. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, is that going to be, like, her neighbor? Or is that going to be, like... But it was just, like, some random woman, which was weird. Yeah. So then they drive him to the airport. Right. And there's the scene in the car, and she doesn't say goodbye to him. Yeah. And I was like... I was like, Lady Bird. I, well, I, part of me was like, get out and go say goodbye to him. Like, he does It was right, yeah. <laughs> and then when... When she does get that out and say bye to him, I was like, oh, that was really sweet. And then at the end of the movie, when she has a girlfriend, I was like, great. I'm glad that we've like gotten to a point where she's not straight. And yeah. like they are upfront, like, no, like she she's still not completely straight. But then when he showed up, I was like, oh, this actually like satisfies both sides of me because she's not straight and she still gets to like have some sort of a relationship yeah. with him. And then when they started going back and forth and he was like, do you want me or do you want the girl that you're with? I was like, one that is rude to ask. 
when she's right there. Yeah. Uh, Two, the girl can't see you. Yeah. So whatever, like, uh, is she supposed to just abandon her like girlfriend? And then, and also like, you can kind of maybe have both. Yeah. Which is what I think. What I believe happened. Yeah, me too. I just believe that she either came out as bi or like. What I like to believe the ending was is that she stays with that girlfriend who she was with at the end, Mm -hmm. and Corey is just like her best friend. Yes. And they have a joke that's like, hey, like remember when we hooked up? Yeah. You heard that sound? That's the sound of a trigger being pulled. <laughs> just take my number and no. I'll never call. No, I don't I want your number. Just number. take my number. No, I'm not taking your number. You're taking I'm my number. I'm not taking You're your taking number, number, you douchebag. 305. I don't want your number. 305. I don't want your number. I don't want your number. I don't want your number. 305. 305. 305. One eight, one eight. What is your last name? Isaacson. Six, six. I'm actually shocked that we had like relatively similar. I'm not. I figured we were probably going to think about the them. same thing. I thought we were going to come in like really butt heads, and I was like, no. okay, I have to no. the audience and like, the, <laughs> and like prep myself for this. So now we're going to have a special guest join us to give mm-hmm. us her review of the movie. Uh, a guest who has been talked about and talked about, yeah. and people have been begging to have them yeah. back on the podcast. We had this person on a bunch of times in the first season, She's gone for a while. We know that her fans have missed her. Let's bring her in. I'm going to call her now. Hi. Hello, my fans. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. Can you introduce yourself for the people who just started listening this season? Oh, yes. Well, I'm Jay's mom. (laughs) You're more than that. I'm a friend of the podcast. True. Possibly have the largest fan base other than the four of you. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm full of opinions. That's true. You are, yeah. I have a lot to do with why Jay is so dramatic, because I think it's genetic. Yeah. It's true. So you watched me, him, her, right? I did. I watched it yesterday. Okay. So let's just get like a minute and a half review from you. In the end, I liked it. There were parts along the way when I didn't like it and was thinking, oh, I have to finish this. (laughs) I liked that of the three main characters, because I didn't really consider the crazy ex-girlfriend quite a main character, (laughs) of of the me, him, and hers, I liked that they all three were flawed and messed up because mm-hmm. sometimes in romantic comedies there's the one character who's, who's like all perfect and then the other ones are supposed to look messy by comparison but right. all three of them were messy in their way there were parts of it where I would think wait did I fall asleep for a second like what what's happening now <laughs> where did all these lights come from or the, the acid trip bathroom or wait sword <laughs> there were parts of it that I felt maybe were done a little bit for the the director's own personal like hey look what I can do in a movie Mm-hmm. I liked the ending a lot. I'm a big fan of a happy ending, but I am not a big fan of a happy ending that doesn't make sense. Oh. And in this case, I felt that the ending for the main guy... Corey. What was it? Corey. No, no, no. The other main guy. Brandon. Brandon, yeah. I felt like his ending was very happy. And I felt like the ending for the other two, Corey and Gabby, was was happy because it, it was hopeful. Mm. And each of them had, had been going through something really that 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 reset that recalibrated how they thought about their life and if either of them had ended up in a couple with each other or with anyone else that just would have been too pat that would have been a hallmark movie yeah i liked that they were happy and they were going to be together not capital T together. They were going to be in the same environment and each of them could continue on with figuring themselves out and maybe that would be a friendship, maybe they'd be lovers. Who knew? And so I really liked that it was both happy and ambiguous at the same time. Yeah. I had a real problem with that girl and the fact that her lip, her upper lip didn't cover her teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I found that really distracting and there were a lot of times when she was talking and I was thinking, wait, has she been sedated (laughs) is she she too drunk to talk there was something sometimes I just felt like I wanted her to enunciate (laughs) I felt it was it left too much ambiguity in the scene in the car when they had sex true because Hmm. 
he was doing the right things by asking, by stopping, 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 asking, like by telling her, I, I feel this is going somewhere. So he was doing the right things. And the fact that she was just so mushy in the way she talked all the time, there, there were moments where I worried that she was not actually fully compass mentis there. Oh. Just because of the way she acted the scene. Yeah. Also, the next morning when she wakes up and <laughs> looks around, <laughs> she's out of the car trying to put her pants yeah. on, and then the neighbor comes by. That was pretty funny. I love that that scene means nothing in the movie, but we have both brought it yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all talked but about it. Nobody spoilered me that, Jay, you appear as yourself in the movie. As who? As who? When Cody goes back to work and he's sitting at his desk. <laughs> and the woman peeks in the door. Oh, oh She doesn't peek in the door. She glides. <laughs> that part was so bizarre, and I had no idea what was happening. Same. And I was like, is it? Is is she hitting on him? Is she just happy that he's back? I had no like, idea. I thought briefly it was going to be Amy, and then I was like, no, it's yeah. not. I thought that there was going, it was going to lead to a surprise. Yeah. Like it was his birthday and they were like super excited that he was there. And she was like, going to be like, come into the, you know, the writer's yeah. room or something. And we're going to sing happy birthday or whatever. Who's Amy? Uh, Amy is Gabby. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of thought that for a second and thought, oh, wait a second. When, when she followed him into the airport, which happens, you know, in every one of these movies. Right. I thought that scene was just beautifully handled because they were both too messy for that to be a simple resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they both were really sad to be parting, but they each in, in his or her own way knew, I have to turn around and go in the other direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were moments like that where I really liked it, and then other times where I was like, oh, are you, you know I love a crazy, vicious ex-girlfriend. <laughs> they made this one, it was as if everyone involved in the movie compiled a long list of all the horrible, narcissistic, mind game, gaslighting characteristics of everyone they've ever dated. And then they added in every terrible characteristic of an ex-girlfriend from every movie and TV show they've ever seen. And then they put it all into that one actress. Yeah. I mean, she played the heck out of the role, but... Yes, she did. It, it just made it made the character unrealistic. I'm just busy on my phone. Oh yeah, you are, Robert. What you're you look like you're busy on your phone. <laughs> this is I am a I horrible improv exercise. <laughs> what are you doing over there on your phone, Robert? I'm actually trying to find us on Instagram. Well, I believe our username is one more thing with an A because I was taken. Oh my god, that's your name on Twitter too. What about on Facebook though? I posted a status about listening, and it's at one more thing podcast. Yeah, you too listen can post about one more thing and bring your friends in. And if you really want, like, something extra special, we're still improving here. (laughs) You can go to tinyletter.com forward slash one more thing, and you'll get a newsletter from us every Wednesday written by my friend Robert here. Oh. I love this newsletter. I seriously, I'll I'll be, like, at work or something, and I'll get a notification, like, oh, newsletter time, gotta read it. Because I have no idea what you're gonna write. And it's always (laughs) full of, like, gifts and, like, fun links. I love it. So for uh, a special surprise every Wednesday in your email inbox, tinyletter.com forward slash one more thing. Mom. Yes, ma'am. What time is it? Um, game time. It's game time. Oh! I almost said the actual time, and then I remembered that Robert had been tricked by this before. And I wasn't quite (laughs) sure. I remembered how he got out of it, but I knew it wasn't time. I never get out of it. I never (laughs) get out of it. Our game this week is a game that Robert and I invented on Snapchat and then moved to Instagram. And I would say we're the only people who have ever played this game. (laughs) Yeah? It's called Hot or Not. Mm -hmm. Um, Common. Hot. <laughs> yep. She knows how to play, everyone. <laughs> so the idea of the game is that we take each man in the movie and we decide whether they're hot or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the structure is I guess if the character is hot and then the people we're playing with tell me whether I'm right. Mm-hmm. So Common, common, hot. Hot, yes. <laughs> Next season we'll watch The Wiz Live and then we'll, we'll get okay, back to you. thank you. <laughs> I can put together a common film festival if you need one. Okay, ready? Robert's going to read us the characters. Okay, let's start with Dustin Milligan who played Corey, the main guy. I say hot. I say hot, but he could have used a little bit of grooming. Same. Agreed. He had too much gel. Yeah. Yeah. 
his face is beautiful, and if his beard were properly trimmed, he'd probably look good with it. Yeah, true. Okay, Luke Bracey, who played Brendan. I say not hot. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> Robert, what do you think? I think he was cute. Oh, he. I, I didn't wrong. like the spiky hair, um, and I don't like his picture on IMDb, but he, he was cute. He was cute in that kind of young James Vanderbeek way. Yes! Wow, mm, yep, sure, that's yeah. exactly it. Well, this has... Kyle Bornemer listed next. Okay. <laughs> who, he was the agent. Yeah. Kyle Bornemer is always hot to me. Yeah, I guess he was fine. I can't really bring his face to mind. He's one of those kind of hot guys. Like, oh yeah, him. To me, he was hot only because of his will and grace Yeah, scene. me too. <laughs> this list next, little Asian boy. So let's skip that. <laughs> Scott Bat... Scott Bakula. Yeah. Not hot. Oh, come on. <laughs> Scott Bakula is generations of hot. You're yeah, too young to appreciate it. He's oh. so hot. Really? Even in this, I was like, daddy, wow. You didn't know who he was when I said his name earlier. Yeah, but he was so hot. Okay, fair. (laughs) Let's all rewind to Galaxy Quest. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just want to say, you don't need to know someone's name to think that they're hot. That's true. Did that become a criterion? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm wasting a lot of time if I'm not supposed to notice guys I don't know the name of. <laughs> Scott Bakula's been in all those TV series. He's been hot at every age, you know? He's really grown into himself nicely. All right, fine, huh? Jake McDorman, who's from Greek, he played Griffin, the boyfriend. Not hot. Oh, he was hot. He's so hot. I don't know anything. He was hot he in was, Greek and he's hot now. Yeah, he just has that, that like, cute smart, sweet, and a little bit naughty look to him. Yeah, like he's getting a guy who can, who can do both. Yeah. Okay. Kyle Mooney? Who Plus, played can we Coop. just dial back one second, one more thing about that guy. Oh. The way, oh, yeah. Sure, <laughs> I did that on purpose. The way he played that scene where he, he encounters them and James Vanderbeek has milk all over his yeah. face and the other guy's wounded and all this stuff is going on. The way he played that scene just was masterful. I thought he was great. He was so charming. He was charming. Yeah. Okay, so Kyle Mooney, who played Hoot. Kyle Mooney is not hot. Yeah, he's not. He's never hot. Well, he's hot when he's with Leslie That's on true. Saturday Night Live. Okay. But only because she's in the film, not so much because of him. Fair. Someone who I don't remember from the movie, but we have to pay attention to, his name is Miles Fisher, and he played Scotty. <laughs> No idea. Um, I'm going to show you his picture. Uh, he did a movie with the bully from Glee, but that's him. Who is that? I don't know, but I'm just going to skip ahead and say hot. Yeah, he's hot. Uh, so apparently there was a secret hot guy in this movie. Wow. His name is Scotty. Oh my God. Yeah, you found him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miles Fisher, get it. My number is 443. Wow. He's, yeah, he's, I'm seeing all these things he's been in. I must have seen him in something, but I could not tell you what he was in that movie last night for sure. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Haley Joel Osmond. Not hot. Uh, Never. (laughs) If he was ever hot, this was definitely not (laughs) his hot peak. I would agree. (laughs) Thanks to him for being willing to go where he went in that movie, but True. True. The scene where he's like on the treadmill and on the phone and his beard is like ponytailed off and he's like cats everywhere. I was like, I know that this is disgusting on purpose, but but this is also disgusting. Rough. Um, But it looks like that may have been all of the men from the movie. Arousing game of hot or not. (laughs) I like this game. Me too. Well, do you know what we can do that is not on your Instagram content is we can do the reverse. Women? Yeah. Okay. Here's the list. Oh, and I, wow, I get to test? Okay. Emily Me. Gabby. I'm going to say not hot. If she had some plastic surgery to deal with that lip problem. (laughs) I say not hot. Gina Davis. I mean, I'm going to say hot. Always hot. Yeah, always hot. Okay. Angela Serafian. Heather. Not hot. Yeah, there's something weird about her look, even when she's not being crazy. Okay, so. Are you going to say hot? (laughs) Well, I know Jay's going to say hot because she's pale and has dark hair. (laughs) This podcast is over. Dragged by your mom? (laughs) No, I was going to say, not hot physically, but personality-wise, definitely my type. Okay, Pixie Girl. Hot. Yes, agreed. Hot. Good job, everyone. Casey Wilson. Uh, I'm going to say not hot, but maternal. Like, I feel like you have, like, a mommy thing for her. Well, that's uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the fence about her. I think she is beautiful. I do not think she is hot. Yeah. I like her as an yeah. actress. Yeah. Mom, she's from Happy Endings and Gone Girl. Oh, I know very well who she is. 
<laughs> yes, another Casey Wilson fan of the family. Okay, Rebecca Drysdale. Actually, it's not fair to say I'm a Casey one. Wilson fan. It's fair to say that you talk about her at least twice a week, so fair. how could I not know who she is? Yeah. True. Every once in a while, I just be like, so Casey Wilson's doing this. I'm like, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Rebecca Drysdale. I'm going to say not hot in the movie, but she has a great headshot. Her headshot is very pretty. I agree. I didn't think she was hot in the movie. Agreed. Alia Shockett. Not hot in this, but hot otherwise. Yeah, same. Her headshot is she's hot, but in the, well, in the movie, I'd probably be like half and half. Oh, she was in Whip It, one of the greatest movies. Yes. She was. Alia Shockett. Good job, everyone. Not hot in this movie. Usually hot. Azzy Tesfai, who was the woman who was like, his body language says he's straight. Not, <laughs> n- not hot. I think she was scary. <laughs> I think she's just kind of typically pretty. I agree. That's everyone. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's everyone. There's also a character. The character name is Hot Teen Driver. So, hey. but I'm uncredited Kelly Marksdale. She's wearing flannel or no plaid. I don't know. Well, mom, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for everything, mom. Well, thank you guys for everything. My favorite podsters. Goodbye, my fans. I threw a wish in the well. Don't ask me. I'll never tell. I looked at you as it fell. this week i liked this this was fun me too i'm everyone by the way i'm laying down (laughs) (laughs) i think we should do this again if we do a third season i agree i think we should do another movie club episode because i had a good time and it was fun to hear and we want to hear what you thought also so like let us know on social media what you thought of the movie if you agree with us if you disagree with us all this week we'll be posting polls and Oh, we will. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what people thought. Okay. We, we have a lot of opinions about this movie. No, yeah. Listen, post as many polls as you want. I'll vote in all of them. Yeah, so let us know what you thought, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, if you disagree, if you think Heather is an accurate representation of the people I've dated. If you know anyone <laughs> that's like Heather, uh, give them Jay's number. Yeah, seriously. Tell every psychotic brunette you know that I am single mm-hmm. and have been for a long, long time. So thank you to Casey Wilson. Thank you to the cast of Me, Him, Her. Thank you to the creative team of Me, Him, Her, except Max Landis. I was just going to say thank you to Carly Rae Jepsen. (gasps) Thank you to Carly Rae Jepsen. I just got some new Carly merch. I'll post a picture of it in our Instagram story. It's a really cute hat on a keychain. She had a Black Friday sale. Don't worry about it. Anyway, thank you to... Sarah Kleiss for the microphone. (laughs) Stephanie Hawkins for the pictures. Anna and Tessa. Dante Reed, Megan Burnett, 440 Studios for space. Thank you to all the listeners who watched this movie with us. Yeah. And we can't wait to hear what you have to say. And let us know what movie you think we should watch next. If we do a next. Oh my God. Whoa. And thank you, of course, most of all, as always, to our friends with benefits over at patreon.com slash one more thing, who got to see an exclusive video of our Leah Michelle presentation at the Bell House, mm-hmm. who are getting a very exciting playlist from us later this month. They are. I think this is one of my favorite Patreon gifts. Is they're getting a full Christmas radio show of all of our favorite Christmas songs in one With commentary. Yeah. All right, bye. See you next week. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to walk down the stairs. Like, my blood sugar's so low. BH. I fell asleep an hour into the movie. Which, you know what's and crazy? I will watch it tomorrow. Is that I did not fall asleep <laughs> during this movie. To be fair, I watched this movie at like 2 a.m. Well, I watched it at 6 p.m., which has never stopped me from falling asleep in a movie before. I've fallen asleep in movies we've seen at like noon. Yeah, that's that's true. I fell asleep when we saw War Dogs at like 2 p.m. <laughs> I think the first movie I have ever fallen asleep during was Mad Max at midnight. I don't know how I fell asleep because that movie is loud oh my God, and intense. I fall asleep during uh, like every movie we see when a woman is not on screen. I'm just asleep.